Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's hump day. It's hump day evening, 730 on a hump day evening, as we have two hump day people sitting on our couch. Why are they hump day people? I don't know. It's Wednesday. It's fucking, (laughs) isn't that what Wednesday is? Hump day? Hump day is Wednesday. I did text. Hump day? Really? The hand gestures? That was necessary? It was necessary. (laughs) Just in case you didn't know what I was talking about. I did text the babysitter though. And ask her to put the bottle of wine in the fridge because I am celebrating Hump Day when I go home and I'm drinking. What kind, wine. Of, what kind of Hump Day are you celebrating? Hi. Uh, yeah. You're cool. so talking about why I'm dating a guy half my age. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that Hump Day conversation? I think I think it might be. Um, we have so many more things to talk about now. I'm excited. Unbelievable. Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda and it is Hump Day and we have two guests on our couch. Actually, it was supposed to be just one guest this evening, Karen, who's an RMT. But it's Hump Day. And it's better with a million other things that I'll let her tell you about. But she brought her partner Nikita in with her, who also is in the industry. He's an osteo and personal trainer. And we are going to talk about some controversial shit because that's what we do. And it's hump day. Yes, yes. Manual osteopathic practitioner. We got to say it like that because all of our folks down south, they're like, oh, no, no. Not a doctor. Yes, yes. Now they know. (laughs) Now they know. And that that answers my question about swearing. Yes, you can can do that. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit. Got it. <laughs> whole bunch of shit. All right. Well, before we start talking about a whole bunch of shit, I'm going to let the guests introduce themselves. So typically, we like you to give a little bit of background, your name, how long you've been practicing, what your practice looks like, and um, yeah, and then we'll just jump right in from there with the controversial shit. I like it. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, my name is Akita. I'm a osteopathic manual practitioner or osteopathic practitioner, whatever you want to call it. There's so <laughs> many names for what, us now. What as long as I'm not Ontario an osteopath, osteo. I'm good. Right on. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, and a personal trainer. Yes. And, uh, until COVID hit and I'm no longer a personal trainer. I'm just kind of retired from that uh, until further notice. So And a supplements geek. I have to say that yeah. should be a designation. Supplements geek? Supplements, supplements geek. geek. This dude has experimented on just about everything in GNC, Popeyes, Nature's Emporium, Ambrosia, and network marketing combined. He's done them all. Tried everything. I know it works. I know it doesn't. What I would buy again, I what I would never buy again. No, I, I don't try to sell me anything though. Um, <laughs> maybe at the end. No, not even. <laughs> All right. Unless it's unless it's weed, don't bother. Okay, <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, it's a great product. It works. It's worth the money if that's what you need. I want THC. I want to. I want to fucking be high anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. No problem. Um, how long have you been practicing as a osteopathic manual practitioner? <laughs> yep. So I graduated four years ago. So been in practice ever since um he's a baby so yeah still a newbie mm-hmm. apparently after four years still in pull-ups oh i don't know yeah. you said baby i'd put him at least a, a little higher than baby he's in pull-ups he's a toddler. I, have, <laughs> I, I have a story that makes him very qualified yeah. but yes i hired him for a reason he's really good nice yes she hired me karen uh on the other mic mm. that's how we met <laughs> nice Disclaimer, disclaimer, don't date your staff. <laughs> yeah, how controversial are we getting here? Oh, well, I mean, Mark and I have always worked together. We met at work and we own our company together and we do the podcast together. So it's fine. It makes that total sense to us. Yeah, we do everything sure. together. Sweet. No judgment zone. You got it. And Karen. Karen was, as I said, the original guest to... Um, I was going to say reach out to us, but I think Mark reached out to no. her based on some okay. Facebook discussions. Yeah, so so well, let's 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 let, let Karen introduce yeah. herself, and then Mark can get into how she ended up on our couch yeah. with Nikita. Sweet. 
Um, all right. So uh, let's see. I've been in business since I was 12. Started my first company when I was 12. So I've been an entrepreneur for life. And uh, I started registered massage therapy in 1997 when my dad said, no daughter of mine is going to wear roller skates in a bikini for the rest of her life. And I was like, dude, I'm going to a reputable school. And he's like, I don't care how reputable you think it is. You're going to end up working in some whorehouse. I'm like, wow, that's aggressive. I thought um, he meant you were like into roller derby. <laughs> yeah, right? He didn't know what roller derby was. He was just afraid I was going to wear clear heels for the rest of my life, which is an honest profession, but it not is. mine. We've, we, not we, mine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. So RMT for 24 years, I digress. And uh, probably in the last five years have gotten heavily into the, the entrepreneur space, speaking, stages, mm -hmm. uh, author, coach, uh, all kinds of other stuff. So cool. not too upset about what's happening with the RMT for me because I'm probably moving on. Okay. But I think it's worthy of fighting for the underdogs that will not say something who do not have a plan B and do not know what the frig they're in for with this topic we're going to talk about Okay, today. so let's give a little bit of a background. Most of us are in a, not most of us, most of us in this room, are in a group in Facebook, one of these RMT groups in Facebook in Ontario. And I cruise those things quite often because I post a lot of shit. I post the podcasts, I post courses, I, you know, whatever. And we like to see what people are talking absolutely, about. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I saw Very your smart. post and your post was about your virtual peer assessment. And you had a couple complaints about your virtual peer assessment. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation that was happening on Facebook. I'm not a big person on adding to the conversation on Facebook. Uh, I, I don't feel that my words do really well on Facebook when I'm typing and I, I can't deal with it. I'd rather just use this platform, which reaches way more fucking people than that Facebook group anyway. So this this seems to be a, a better route for us. And then I was like, hey, you want to come on the podcast and sit on our couch and talk about what's going on here. And I was also really worried about you using your name, even though it's very clear who you are on Facebook, but this is heard everywhere. And so, sweet. but nonetheless, let's, I'm down. let's go through the, it. The honest to goodness truth is that whatever wrath RM, or the CMTO wants to bring upon its people, their threatening nature is exactly what I want to address. Okay. And honestly, I, I also want people to know that out of this whole conversation, that there are other options and you don't have to put up with it and you don't have Absolutely. to be bullied. There's, there's so options I for love, everything. Yeah, I love that I'm on the brink of leaving anyways, okay. but this is kind of like the nail in the coffin. So let's start here. Let's go through that post that you yeah. put. Tell tell us what you posted and tell us why you posted it. Let's I, start there. I will be hearing it for the very first yes, time. Amanda has Sweet. not I will. I will say this. that when Mark did tell me that this was going to be the topic of discussion, the peer assessment... Um, you know how you're saying the threatening nature of the CMTO right away. I was like, dude, we're not supposed to talk about the peer we're not assessment. Supposed to talk about that. But you know, when he sort of broke down for me, you know, why you wanted to talk about it, I was like, well, maybe what this about, is a conversation about, that needs to be. What had. about the peer assessment? Are you not supposed to talk about? Right. What are you asking me? Do I work for the CMTO? So what, no? I just want to know what, <laughs> no, what made you time out, time out, time out. What, what made you? What made yeah. you say that right now? Yeah. I'm what made me yeah. say that? Um, I'm. Fairly certain, you know me and my memory, yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah, yeah. fairly certain at some point I was told either in my first peer assessment or in this past one that I'm not supposed to be discussing. And I, I assume they mean I'm not supposed to be telling people the questions that were asked and but, all of that kind okay. of stuff. Although even that is kind of funny to me because they 
prep you for they it. They prep like you for Like you get, it. Which, you know what which, you're going to talk about. Which to about. me is really silly anyway, by the way. So for example, when I got noticed that I was going to be peer assessed, and that was the first time I had peer, been peer assessed in a long time. And then they send you like all the stuff, which I recall not getting before, of how to prep for it. And I'm like, I'm not prepping for any of this. One, because- No, you literally I, refused I, I, to I, prep. I told my peer assessor, like, I'm not reading this. I want this to be an actual peer assessment. I want to know where I stand based on what I'm supposed to be doing without prepping for anything. To me, this is like saying, like what we have with our daughter that's in grade one, you're going to have a spelling test. These are the words. Be prepared to do the test on Friday. Like that makes no sense. That's not a fucking test. It's not an actual peer assessment if you're giving me all of the content that I need to know. But any which way, tell us about the yeah, post I want to hear the why post. you posted it. All right. So here we go. Giddy up. Um, so I posted. And honestly, I will tell you, posting this, I had a lot of fear. What was your fear? And I am not afraid of jack shit. So then what were you, like, what Nikita, you scared what of? what am I afraid of? Uh, I don't know many things you're afraid of. Like <laughs> okay. just the common things like cockroaches, rats, and spiders. But even then, like That's when, fair. after the first jump, you're like, okay, I got this. <laughs> so what, what What? was the fear of posting the this? The fear was- To a bunch of Yahoo RMTs anyway. Not for the RMTs. The same reason why okay. people wouldn't comment on this and the same reason why someone said there was eight comments here a second ago, where'd they all go? Okay. The same reason. It's like, how will this come down on me? How will I be reprimanded? How will this affect my practice? How will this affect my ability to serve the people I'm, I'm called to serve? See, now when, when I think of these types of things, I always first go to what are the rules? What are the regulations? What are the bylaws? What does the legislation say? And then am I doing anything that's, that's against that? That's where I always start with. And even if I am, but I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm doing something I firmly believe in that I've got no problems dealing with the consequences of it. But that's where I first go to. And then if I'm seeing that none of these things are a barrier for me, then I've got a massive green light. However, however, there are some things that I think go unnoticed. For example, in the New Code of Ethics document, if you've ever read the new, and no one ever does, but if you ever read the New Code of Ethics document that came out in 2019 or 2018, whenever, when they redid it, the fourth principle and the final tenant of that fourth principle pretty much says this, unethical behavior, because it's talking about unethical behavior, is saying that you cannot rationalize any type of behavior by making claims that it's not outlawed or, or ruled against, or you can't do it in this document, the Code of Ethics document, or any other legislation, any other law, rule, bylaw. In other words, the CMTO has full reign over saying whatever you're doing is unethical. So it's not like you can look at the MTA and say the MTA and there's the fear. Exactly. So the MT it's not like you can say the Massage Therapy Act doesn't say I can't do this, therefore I'm doing it. They can always say, guess what? We think that's unethical and therefore you can't hide behind it's not written in the MTA or the RHPA or any college policy or any college position statement. It's a really kind of scary ground but is it was that the fear? No. Okay. What I was the don't. Fear? I'm I'm by general nature the person who will speak up for the underdog, underdog okay. the person who will call call BS BBSS. I call it double bullshit double on bullshit. on anything that I see that is unjust. I'm not afraid of that. The fear is feeding myself, feeding my kids, feeding my family, making gotcha. sure that I can still care for the people who expect to get care from me. I don't give a rat. I appreciate that the CMTO has rules and regulations that they need to elicit to keep people safe. But but in what world is anyone 
looking out for the RMTs because that's what the mandate from the CMTO is supposed to be. And it's not. I don't feel like they're in our corner at all. And they're going to lose business. And here's my pitch. If they do overhear this and they get upset by it, you're losing your revenue if you are getting everyone into the fear mongering state where they want to quit. And that is pretty much the basis of every response that I heard from every single person who personal messaged me because they were too afraid to comment on my post. Please let me hear the post. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, here's the post. I posted this three days ago. And it was very, for me, this is very soft, okay? So (laughs) you could attest. (laughs) I said, has anyone been peer assessed and told they need to take courses provided by the CMTO at their own expense when you feel it wasn't warranted from the assessment? Okay, it's a simple question. Simple question. Could have had the CM, still could have the CMTO come down on me. Fair enough. Just based on the regulation you just said. I feel like that would be a far stretch. I'll tell you why I also think it's a far stretch. And then and then this also goes piggybacking off of the comments that you that you said prior to, to reading your post is when you take a look at the grand scheme of things and the type of reprimand that comes down to people based on whatever type of misconduct there is, really at the end of the day, there's really not much that happens unless we're talking about sexual abuse. Yeah, Like sexual abuse is when it's like, we're taking your license, we're revoking your license, we're suspending you in the process of the investigation, all that kind of stuff. I've read stuff about fraud and the reprimand is really is really light in my mind compared to what I think any kind of misconduct based on fraud should be or records or this or whatever the case is. So in other words, the reprimands typically aren't over the top. They're actually, in my mind, a little bit on the, the weaker end of things. That's one reason why I would have said, like, let's not fucking fear whatever's going on or, or what that fear might be because at the end of the day, no one's stripping you of your license for something like oh, this. Oh, wait, right? wait, wait. But one anyway, of keep the people, going. One of the people... And I won't I won't mention names in this, okay. but I'll just mm-hmm. say what they said, okay? One of the people said in the group openly, so she posted this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spoke up about the C- them being the CMTO in right. a Facebook group similar to this one, just venting some feelings I was having, nothing too terrible, mm-hmm. in quotes. Mm-hmm. There was someone who worked for the CMTO that was in that group. They reported me and okay. they threatened to revoke my registration. I'm glad that you're making your feelings known, even if nothing comes of it. It's a stepping stone for all of us, hopefully, to follow. Okay, so let's let's unpack this really, really slow because that, <laughs> someone claims that they were threatened to get their license revoked. I mean, that's a far stretch from actually getting your license revoked. Mm-hmm. But let's, sure. let's, let's pull this one by one, right? So let's let everyone understand what the hell the peer assessment's all about because there are many people in unregulated provinces that have associations that may not have peer assessments and they don't know what it's about. A bunch of our listeners are in the States. They're like, what the fuck are these people even talking about? <laughs> what the fuck's a CMTO? <laughs> so healthcare regulated colleges, there's all there, all of them have a quality assurance program. And the quality assurance program is something that needs to be there as mandated under the RHPA. And the RHPA is a legal document, is law, that pretty much tells all of the regulatory colleges how they need to conduct themselves and how they need to operate, pretty much. So all of the regulatory colleges, they will have a quality assurance program. And part of the quality assurance program, there's typically about three different parts of the quality assurance program. One of them is a peer assessment. So someone from the college, and when we say someone from the college, we're saying this is an RMT, a registered massage therapist, who has applied to the college for a job to be a peer assessor, and then they go through the peer assessor training, and then they they are on contract, and that contract is typically one year or two years or whatever the case that is. So that is part of the 
quality assurance program. The other parts of the quality assurance program is your self-assessment tool. So that's something that Strive. we need. Yeah, that's something that we need to do on an annual basis. And pretty much it's it's really just self self-evaluation on things that you should know, things that you don't know. Really rate yourself on your knowledge of how the practice should operate and working in the working in this profession should operate. And another part of this is going to be continuing education, which is based on our, now, which is based on our our um, our self assessment tool, where we identify areas that are problematic, and therefore how can we bridge the gap from this being a problem to not being a problem? Therefore, you create your own learning plan, action plan, and you go seek out some sort of education to become a better therapist or whatever the case is. So we're specifically talking about that peer assessment. The peer assessments since COVID have now gone virtual. Before they were virtual, what they would do is they'd call you up or they contact you typically via email saying that you've been randomly drawn for a peer assessment because it's supposed to be random. And then they make an arrangement, they arrange a time and date for them to come to your clinic and evaluate you. And their evaluation of you is they're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions and their questions are typically based on things like the standards of practice. In other words, the benchmark of which you should be doing your work. How well do you know the standards of practice and how do you incorporate them into your practice? And then they also take a look at your practice setting to make sure it meets standard of cleanliness and all the rest of it. And then they also will do things like go through and make sure that your administrative stuff is up to par. So things like your billing, is it up to par and how you bill? How do you keep your patient files and records? All that kind of stuff, right? And that's no secret. That's that's Everyone knows that's how a peer assessment operates if you are a member of one of these regulatory colleges. So that's just kind of the background for what we're talking about here. I actually want to add to that. Yeah. And this is going to hit into like, I got f- three main points, maybe four, but... Sure. Um, one of the the discussions I an actual pick up the phone discussion with someone who like wanted to have a conversation with me because a conversation with me because she was so freaked out by this. Mm-hmm. Um, she said I have many other professionals in my life, mm-hmm. and chiropractors and physios and other regulatory bodies do not have this punitive system that mm-hmm. the CMTO or their approach seems to be, and they all hate the CMTO. Gotcha. And it's, I didn't really have that perspective because I don't have a multidisciplinary facility anymore. Like I had a health clinic for 10 years, but I've moved on since doing coaching and mm-hmm. I didn't really have that perspective. I thought that was a really interesting thing to say. Like I kind of approached my peer assessment like you. I was like, yeah, like I know what I'm doing. I've I've been doing this for 24 years. Like if I don't know what I'm doing right now, I, I have no right to practice. Like right. just absolutely insane. I've been assessed multiple times in the past, right. never had an experience like this before. And I was like, this is not normal. <laughs> this is not normal. And not only that, the way that they go, pro- they approach it and their fear mongering is not normal. So there's a couple things here. One, I think a lot of it has to do with the peer assessor. It feels like there's so much variability on how the peer assessment goes um, because we've had I'm a peer not seeing that well we've had like I'm just saying in the past yeah. like we've had in a peer pa- assessor I think the sit on our couch I think they- and 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 kind of go through the peer assessment process and then what I experienced in the last peer assessment was different Lots. than what she described is was different than my first peer assessment and was a little bit more I, I, I feel like everyone the, everyone every one peer assessor I feel like operates a little bit different which is a problem the inconsistency with the peer assessment 
assessments. And I think that is what they tried to solve this round, but they never told anybody. So my first like main point, honestly, was this felt like a setup. And everything I'm getting from everyone is like, this is not like the other assessments. Okay. Like, one of the girls I talked to was like, this is my first assessment. I felt like everything went well. And then I got this report that I screwed up super bad. And I'm so confused, overwhelmed, stressed. Like, this is not what I, th- I thought I like did okay. And, and everything was fine. And that's what happened in mine. And actually, funny enough, the first person that, that peer assessed me commented on the post in the group as well. Right. And I was like, this is different not only than the other peer assessments that I had, I think the college was looking, honestly, honestly, like I like to believe the best in everybody. Mm -hmm. And maybe I have the rose-colored glasses on a little too thick, but maybe I'm delusional based on what everyone's been telling me. Mm -hmm. But I believe the college was looking to systematize and improve their peer assessment process. I really, really believe that. I can agree with that. Whether they achieved it, I can agree with it. I am telling you they did not. (laughs) Because the, yeah, it was very... It was very different from my first peer assessment. My first peer assessment was much more like a peer coming in. We're having a conversation. And this one was just very like black and white structured. And I'm just collecting information and I'm typing and I'm typing. And I was like, who is this robot in front of me? I mean, the peer assessor I had was actually really great. I can't complain. Like this this round, I didn't have an issue. Well, I thought so until I got the report. And then I was like, well, and who knows? I I haven't seen a report. So maybe (laughs) I'm thinking things went great and they didn't. That's what most people are telling me. It did feel very different. Do you think? the peer assessment being virtual had anything to do with the way it felt probably do you think if someone was sitting in your space a real person sitting in your space having a conversation with you about stuff and that way you can engage with them differently than you would on a screen and their fake fucking <laughs> google meet backgrounds to hide their house <laughs> do you think it would have it would have been different do you think it would have felt it different? probably would have felt different as i said i didn't necessarily have a negative experience however i have not gotten a report yet okay. so well, that's the problem to, that's where to you be get continued whammoed. that's where you get whammoed and one of the girls was was like okay this is really funny because i wrote this one down I, it's in the group somewhere but she was like um let me just see it was something about her, the peer assessor being in her pajamas oh yeah someone in their pajamas should not be assessing anyone on how to conduct their business just saying um <laughs> i thought that was really funny i feel personally attacked sometimes yeah. i show up here in my pajamas yeah <laughs> I, i'm just pajamas. saying though if that's their mandate is professionalism like anyway but yeah so my first thing is that this felt like a setup and okay. this is supposed to be a non punitive it literally says that this is supposed to be a non-punitive meaningful supportive helpful process and all these other governing bodies are not doing the peer assessors assessments the way that the cmto has changed to so this made me i have heard this from at least a dozen people and i could cite them all of course i wouldn't because i wouldn't call them out but it has made me want to quit being an rmt and i want the cmto if they're listening to hear this because you're you're killing your residual you income. know what? I, you've been making a residual income off me since 1997 and i want to quit i agree that 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 the tone and texture of it does not feel the same as it used to. I totally agree with you with that. And a big part of that is what Amanda said, how the peer assessor, at least mine did at that time, made it very clear. I'm only here to ask you questions. I'm only here to take down the data and make the report. Like I can't, I'm not even, I am not even going to clarify questions for you. I'm going to ask you the question and you're going to have to answer them to the best of your ability. And I'm not even going to let you know like what the questions mean if I, or how to interpret the questions, which is fine. I got no problem with that. Do you know what I mean? Because 
because I have the ability to stand on my own and fucking come up with answers for things, right? <laughs> Some people don't, though. So I understand how this would fucking throw them off, especially when you've been peer assessed before and it's been very fucking helpful. It right? was. It's been Honestly, helpful. Where it someone, was very helpful. Someone before, identifies like where you've gone wrong with things yep. or where you can improve and they, they give you the ideas on how to change this and how you can make your practice better. It went from a discussion to. to I'm going to ask you questions. And not even just an interview. It was like, like an interrogation. And even with the, the person I had, like I said, she was very pleasant. I didn't feel that it was negative, but it definitely had a different vibe where I felt like, okay, I'm under a microscope right now. Like, don't say anything wrong. I was like, you know, just very, very calculated in the way I answered versus when I was with my peer assessor five, six years ago, whenever it was that I had my in-person assessment and we were just having a conversation and we were even laughing. Like I'd answer something and she's like, Oh, I wouldn't have even thought of it that way. That's cool. Like this lady, because she had to type everything I was saying, there wasn't even like a, a response to my responses you know what i mean so it was it was not a conversation it was, it was not. question answer question answer question answer and i don't know about you but in those scenarios i don't trust anybody i don't trust you to take my words and put it into your right how do i know what the fuck one, you're typing one fucking bit and i've actually had someone that we've been in contact with way before last month or a month and a half ago saying she got back her report and this is not what I talked about. The peer assessor did not write down the things that I was saying. I This report came back and it is fucking foreign to me. Well, Karen, is that what happened to you? Is that what prompted your post? Right. So let me so let me go through this. This this is why it felt like a setup. And so this is it. There was no managing of expectations whatsoever. None. It was told that it was an open conversation, but there was clearly a hidden agenda that I did not know about. That was Nikita's words. So brilliant. So true. Um, there's, they kept saying, I'm just documenting what was said, which is super weird. That's never happened before. Um, and I was asked, I, I asked multiple times in the email when I booked it, do you need anything else? Is there anything else missing that you need from me? I asked on the call, is there anything else you need from me? Mm-hmm. And my previous peer assessments were, didn't even give me the feeling that I needed to ask that before. And I did ask that and I and I got the word nothing. Right. Is there anything you need from me? No. So there was no indication during the assessment, prior to the assessment, after the assessment that anything was wrong. And then whammo, like I got this ridiculous package that was express mm-hmm, posted mm-hmm. to me. That's stressful. I don't get express post packages. Like I was married to my ex who was a gambling alcoholic. And yes, we got a lot of notifications by express post. That's stressful. <laughs> so I'm like, what the... F- I know something P- bad PTSD, is in here. PTSD, you right? see the express I, post? Like, I know, fuck. <laughs> I know something bad is in here, right? So like, and yeah, I felt like I had to provide rebuttals. Like it felt like I was defending myself. Mm-hmm. And so then there was this quality assurance panel decision. I was like, there was a freaking meeting about me? Like, what is that? I was not told that there was a, anything going to happen. There was no ability for me to appear at this hearing because I did get first a discussion, a reply, and then I was allowed to pl- provide a rebuttal. And in that rebuttal, I felt like Everything that the peer assessor was did and said was wrong, and I can tell you about that in a sec. But the point was, after my rebuttal, I felt like the whole thing okay. was settled, and then so I got this package. Can I pause you really quick just yeah. to bring everyone up to speed? Yeah. Whenever there's an issue with your peer assessment, so when you're doing your peer assessment and they're asking you questions, and and you know they're evaluating you in your practice based on things that they see and the answers that you're giving, then when they go create their report, they pretty much have to evaluate: Did you meet this requirement? Did you partially meet this requirement, or did you? not meet this requirement. And if you are are not meeting 
X amount of requirements or certain requirements, then they will give you notice saying, this is your peer assessment report that we did for you. You can now see areas where we have charted down that you're not meeting or partially meeting or you have met these requirements. And if there's enough of these things, they will say you have the opportunity to respond to this report and you have X amount of days to do so. And whenever they do that, I always will encourage you to respond. Because if you don't respond, it really looks like you don't give a fuck. And when once you respond, then they take that and now they take this to the Quality Assurance Committee. And the Quality Assurance Committee, that panel, will now go through your rebuttal, will go through the initial report and will say, okay, in other words, the rebuttal is actually an opportunity to kind of redo the peer assessment and answer these questions differently now that you recognize or they've pointed out that you're, you're kind of lacking in certain areas. And if that rebuttal kind of works well and it shows, okay, you know where you did, we've made these corrections, then typically they kind of just leave it alone for the most part. If your rebuttal... Do I, they? I don't know if Karen agrees with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this... I wish I, you were videoing this so you could see my body well, language right I, now. <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is because I've seen it both ways. I've seen people that haven't rebutted and they got burned on it. I've seen people rebut and it's been horrible where they're not answering back the questions in, in a way that, that, the, that they would have liked to have seen it done and it turns out horrible. And I've seen people that give a rebuttal. In other words, I'm just redoing this whole thing and I'm going to answer back what I, what I I know to be the most correct thing and then it just fills away right so i've kind of seen it on on three different areas but just to give you the background so then this goes to the quality assurance committee at least as far as i know i might be making all this shit up and See, then the quality you, you don't even know and well, you're up on the regulations this is, this, and this, this is what i mean there's is, no is, informed consent this, about the process at all this is actually how it happens Disgusting. right and so and so then they take it back to the quality assurance committee and now they decide okay well based on this rebuttal and this report does this person actually need more of whatever and if they decide you need more because your rebuttals aren't really matching with what you should have been telling us in the first place. Okay, well, you need to go take a professionalism workshop or it was your records. You got to go take a record keep. That's that's the process that we're talking about. But anyway, I cut you off when no, you said good. that it went to the quality assurance It's good because I didn't actually include the fact that I got the chance to write a rebuttal. By the way, it was 19 pages. Your rebuttal? My rebuttal was 19 pages because there was things in there that were absolutely asinine. And I'm sorry, but I might get really pissed off here. So in the record keeping, in particular, it was like your address was missing from the files. Like I fucking sent you the picture of the, like, were you even looking at my file? There is not a client that I treat that doesn't have an address there. I demand that all my records are complete. Right. Are you kidding me? There was no date of birth. Are you kidding me? There was no consent signature. Have you looked at the images that I sent you at all? Like, See, have you even looked? This is exactly what someone else told me happened to them. They said, because it's virtual, you have to upload a bunch of your stuff. But now I have proof because, that because, I uploaded it. I was, But did you even look? Well, and I put thing. that in the so rebuttal. These are the pictures I sent. And so they now still didn't they're not even it. coming to your space. You have to upload it. And that's part of what this other person told me. Like, I uploaded all of this shit. And then I was told in my report that these things are missing. And that this other person was like, I sent it in. Like, if you don't look at it, that is not on me. Me. That is on you. But now this report says I didn't. Yeah, this is these a things. huge problem with it being virtual. It's because, a massive problem. Yeah, like I know that I uploaded everything they asked for, but now, you know, what you guys are saying is there's a chance I'm going to get some sort of email saying that I was missing all this stuff. And then what? How do I how do I prove that I sent it? Absolutely. Like, oh, no, no, no. Because I have the pictures of what I sent and I sent that in the rebuttal attached with the 19 page rebuttal. I'm saying the peer assessor, the rebuttal, the quality assurance committee, all of them together. Together, 
don't know at this moment that I include the address, the date of birth, the consent form. Well, then, like that, it's right. This, this is what I mean. The problem then, in my mind, starts with the peer assessor because the peer assessor is the one that's collecting your information. The peer assessor is the one that's creating the report. The quality assurance committee is going by what's in the peer assessor's fucking report. So that is where it starts. But either way, I sent the pictures along with the 19-page rebuttal. They just didn't bother to read it. Right. Now we're at the point where you sent all this in. It gets to the quality assurance committee. And now what does the quality assurance committee decide they're doing with you? Well, so your even before that this is what i got from a lot of the other people there was no notice that there was going to be a hearing because bet your bottom dollar if i knew there was going to be a a hearing i would have attended like i would not be missing that because i already knew that they were still having problems so sifting through the 19 pages of information i gave them when hearings they're really looking at there's there's been some sort of professional misconduct or there's been some sort of incapacity or there's some sort of competency issue and those are scenarios when they let you know you're being investigated for whatever this case is and that's when they draw you in because you're being investigated for any one of these things so i understand why they don't necessarily have like a hearing and invite you to the hearing and everything else because that's just part of their investigative process process. And I'm not defending their investigative process at all, but that is what their investigative process is all about. We gather the information and we try to figure out what the hell is going on here. And based on this, we make our decisions. I totally get where you like the idea of this whole thing should be way more fucking transparent. But honestly, that would scare the shit out of most massage therapists. So then I get this SCURP. I'm like, what the fuck is a SCURP? (laughs) Apparently, it's a specified continuing education and remedial program. Some, some, yeah. So this is the punitive thing that I'm talking about. So Honestly, this first point I want to say, just the whole peer assessment thing, it we we were discussing this on the way on the way here. So it feels like you're doing your driver's test, right? You know, you did your driver's test, mm-hmm. right? So you, and you're and you failed parallel parking, right? But they never asked you to parallel park. That's how this feels. It's like absolutely asinine. So you I get had this. the material of the study. You knew what was on that driver's test. You learned to parallel park. But the teacher or the driving instructor never asked you to demonstrate parallel parking, and then when the when it's over, the test is over. They like failed you on parallel parking. Well, gotcha. you never gave them the opportunity to display or demonstrate or anything. Okay, that's that's what it felt like. And I mean, as an outsider looking in, that's what I experienced, and that's what I saw as well. So, are you comfortable telling us what your scrip is? Yeah, sure. I got it. I got it right here. I, I want everything. Uh, for let you. her though finish what yeah, she yeah. was talking about. I've got like three main points that I want to hit on here, and it's not. And the reason why I'm here. Because I have like no vested interest in this. All I want to do is say, you know what? You have other options. If you want to learn a course, if you want to learn another skill, the CMTO doesn't have to rule your life. This is out, and they're going to lose. And I want them to wake up if they're listening to this and say, oh my gosh, we might have done something to the detriment of our members. And oh, we actually care about our bottom line and our money and our income. And this is this is what's happening. This is the consensus in the community. So, so here's the deal. So I get the scurp. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and Honestly, there was no expectations of the rules, the parameters, and and the fact that I have to do upgraded courses, Okay, I believe, which will head into my next point, is a huge conflict of interest. And it was actually my very first peer assessor who brought this up on the mm-hmm, Facebook mm-hmm. post, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the stories that I got after posting this blew my mind. Blew my mind. The words that people use. So if the CMTO is listening, I want you to hear me now. This is your target market speaking. This is who's paying you right now. I'm a paid member for 24 years, right? 
They were saying words like they were offended. It was a hit to my capabilities. I felt jaded. I felt shocked. I felt overwhelmed. I was demoralized. Mm -hmm. I was set up. I feel stupid. I feel bullied. I was scared. I was stressed. I was frustrated. And I'm not qualified to do anything else. I have no ability to fight like you, Karen. I don't have lawyers like you, Karen, and I'm stuck and I'm a slave. Mm -hmm. Is that how you want your members to feel? I don't think that's a really good relationship going forward. No, and we had this whole episode with a former peer assessor and how we talked about how this assessment process is positive and mm -hmm. it's supposed to be helpful and supportive it and all those things. Past. And right. And that was the experience I did have. But see, this is where I really feel a lot of it is the individual peer assessor. Like my peer assessor... It was it was a, actually a very pleasant experience. I mean, but I was Karen's was as well. I'm but, saying every person that I've talked to about this yeah, said yeah, they yeah. felt the new peer assessment was different, but went well. And then whammo, they get this package in the mail and they're like, what the hell? I'm just saying, like, I feel like the peer assessment was helpful, but I also feel like that was that was part of the banter that I had with the peer assessor, right? And I feel like there's a lot of variation that happens with peer assessments, period. I'll give you an example. I know therapists that work at the same clinic that have the same forms, that do everything similar, they have the same physical setup because they all work in the same fucking clinic. And they've been peer assessed with different assessors. And one assessor is like, your forms are missing information. And the other assessor is like, your forms are fabulous. So you, there's nothing here to change. But that's what I'm saying. I think the process, I think the CM, honestly, behind the scenes, I think the CMTO said, let's get some consistency with our peer assessments. I truly believe that they were trying to improve yeah. their processes, but they didn't inform their members. Their members are now freaked out, scared, pissed off and shocked and this wasn't the right way to go about it one of the girls in the group said i deleted my comment because the peer assessors are in this group so let's talk about peer assessors she said i have never never have i ever <laughs> never have i ever have an shower. assessor say no? okay. can you be more specific <laughs> but I was told that the process was going to be a series of open-ended questions to spark discussion. And in the assessment, I was asked super vague questions, and the assessor um, referred, as I spoke, to being a record taker, which is not the same thing. No, so that's still, not open even discussion. In the, still, even in their new process, there's so much confusion, confusion for the assessors. Like, I'm not feeling bad for the assessors, but I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt and say, my assessor, like... First reaction, Nikita was my first reaction of my assessor after I got the skirt. Not not after. Oh, okay, well, even back that back it up. There so was a after lot of the so after the assessment, you were like, "How'd it go?" I was like, "Great." Yeah, you you killed it. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You've been doing this for twenty four years. You should know your right. stuff. You've been assessed before. No big deal. Right. And then I got this, and then what was my reaction? <clears throat> Shock um, and surprise, and not in a good way. <laughs> Okay. I was pissed to to say the least, and I I started to take it out on her. I was like, "Oh, my assessor is a f like it was all her fault. She's a right. bitch." And then I so, was like, "This is a bigger picture." Yeah, you thought about going after the peer assessor and and complaining and, and filing complaint against the peer assessor. Does she even look because, at my stuff? Right, because she ignored a lot of things like. I know there's addresses and signatures. Are you and kidding me? It was right there. I on know the it's form. all in the health history. Every health history is the same. They're all the same. He Everyone always fills my it standards. out. We always double check, make sure they sign the forms. Like I put we're it into QuickBooks. I put it into Schedulicity. Like I do everything by the bar, by the T. Like I am 
like to the letter because I don't want to get in trouble. So the only logical explanation is the peer assessor didn't actually do their job. They didn't look at the forms. But did she get the forms? Well, you you uploaded them. You sent it to them. They should have had the forms. Did you get so them? So at that point, did the peer assessor get the forms or were they just... Well, not doing their job and just trying to do as many peer assessments as they could with the least amount of time actually spent working. Like what we don't they're they're human. We we expect the best. You know, we expect the we expect them to be a decent human being and actually do their job and actually look at the forms and, and be honest about their assessment. If I'm supposed That's to do my expect. due diligence, she's supposed to do hers. Right. So we expect that. We had no reason to doubt that she wouldn't be honest, but that's not how it felt because that is that doesn't line up. What the peer assessor uh, wrote in the report doesn't line up. What what actually happened? What Karen sent? What what she provided? Because I know it's on what's on the health histories. Just just that point alone. And there's a lot of other things that it felt like the peer assessor just didn't do their job or were lying for to to make the CMTO money. Like you can turn this into a whole conspiracy. But that's point ultimately two. we'll get to point two. But ultimately we <laughs> yeah, ultimately that will be in point two. this actually if if the brilliant plan is to generate more revenue then this is brilliant honestly i don't think any of this is a brilliant plan for anything i really feel this is a peer assessor that did not do their job very well i can't say that after hearing all the responses i thought the same thing which is why i posted i was like am i insane or is she what that's Karen's what i'm saying is true that all these people are saying i felt great and then they're getting these fucking express post packages is it the assessors like in this case people you're just don't do their not your fate well. that's the that's the wrong word because really no, as you said there's a, like it that, feels like though, that doesn't it it's like your fate in this profession depends on these people. Mm-hmm. And Mark and I have noticed over the last few years, I mean, he's people been, just do he's, been he's been saying it for years. Period. And I'm always saying to him, like, can you give people a fucking break? Like you literally expect everything of everyone. But in the last year or so, I'm like, you might be right. Like there's way too many people that just aren't doing their jobs and just not doing what they're supposed to do <laughs> and not doing what they're telling us they're supposed to do. Absolutely. So if I'm depending on a person who you know may or may not be doing their job properly to write this report and give it to the college and then the college gets to decide if you know I get reprimanded or not based on not what? supposed to be punitive can we go back to that point please helpful supportive and meaningful so what's your skirt all right so <laughs> yeah so literally um I have been told well it's 13 pages so I'm not going to go through it all but I've been told that I need to do a record keeping course because of course there were no dates or like signatures or consent forms or any of that crap on right so you you feel you're being told to do a record keeping course based on false information given by your peer assessor okay so there's a couple instances I have to say that they might be in the right okay. for example sure. for example yep. how long do you need to keep your records for 10 years after the last appointment date or 10 years after the 18th birthday? just like you said I'm being joking building rapport as Nikita knows I'm very am I not yeah, good yeah, at building yeah. rapport with people very quickly so I built rapport with her like again yeah, yeah. I felt like the assessment went really well so I kind of joked like forever right you'll be hanged if you don't you know like it was a joke right like yeah, you'll yeah, be yeah. hanged if you don't like keep your records forever it was a joke right, 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 right. yeah your your face just says it all Amanda like I was <laughs> my face is like fuck how many jokes did I make because that right? is just my personality right, right? like I yeah, am going to say stupid shit that's sometimes happening. this is what I'm saying these right are, oh, these are geez. also the nuances that get saying. missed when you're in a virtual fucking yeah. space right. so yeah, I just said forever together, jokingly very like a joke and then I said I think it's something like 10 years is that right mm-hmm. 
Okay. And that is not apparently that That's that not requirement's not met. Fair enough, whatever. Um, and then the other thing was and there was another thing. Anyways, it's in the 19 pages, but there was one other thing that was kind of like that. And I had a few other people say to me, like this this one girl who called me, she was like, "By the way, that's not that's not enough reason to say like no no take no, no. A fucking course. no but but because the peer assessor had incorrectly marked that all of my stuff had no addresses, which is absolutely absurd because she had incorrectly marked that there was no consent. And by the way, I also got asked for my form. This is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not on this one. Um, I was asked for my sensitive areas consent form, which she never, this is where it feels like a driver's test right. that I that I failed, that Ida wasn't even asked for. They didn't ask me for that, but it's in the list. She was, it's, I was written up in the record keeping because I didn't have my sensitive areas form. I was like, I have a sensitive areas form. I have Thank them for all of my much. people. And I do not, I did not submit that because you did not ask me for that. When I even confirmed with you, do you need any other information from me? Mm. No. See, that's not cool. Ooh, that's, that's not, not cool. cool. Right? That's not cool. I was also told that I needed to submit draping standards. I'm like, never once did she ever even ask me anything to do with draping. In this scurp, mm-hmm. I was told I was supposed to do that, but back on the record keeping. So I was basically told I had to do a rep- record keeping course. Okay. But we and then we understand why because they think you're missing shit. So we get that. Yeah, point. like you weren't including your charges yes, yes, for yes. your fees, your dates right, of right, services, right. all that. I was like, I have a separate record of fees. It's not in with my my patient right, notes, right, right. Okay. and I submitted those as well. It's right, effing. So here. it's it's so their recollection of is an inaccurate, but we understand why they said record keeping. Right. Okay. So let's let's. So, what are the other ones then? So then, uh, standards of regulations workshop where again it was about the sensitive areas. It was about the draping. She never asked me once about any of that stuff. Like I was like, what in the hell are you even talking about? Yeah. So prepare the treatment area was in here. I was like, are you kidding me? I was asked for my PPEs. I'm like, I've got my personal protective devices. I've got. I sent you pictures. Right, right. And they were like, I was not in compliance with that with my my gloves and finger cots. I was like, I sent you the masks. I thought that was the task at hand. Never once did she ask, do you have gloves or cots? Of course I do. I do TMJ treatments. Like, of course I have gloves and cots. But you never asked me if I had gloves and cots. And I didn't send you pictures of that because I didn't. I assumed you were talking about PPEs for COVID. I did not meet the proper hygiene requirements. I did not identify um, all the cleaning products and protocols. I was like, I sent you pictures of not only the hand sanitizers for my clients, the cleaning products that I use myself and my masks. Like, what part of that did you not get? It was super, like, I am super clear. So can I ask you a question? What was your rebuttal like? I'm trying to figure this out and I'm not I'm not doing this in a negative way because I feel like the peer assessment process needs work as I've already made it very clear. But I'm curious about your rebuttal because there had to have been something in your rebuttal that they were not happy with in terms of, yeah, you're displaying through your rebuttal that you're you're meeting the qualifications now. So for example, one of the people that came to me about their peer assessment and they said the peer assessor's report was nothing like I did. They did a rebuttal, but their rebuttal was not re-going through everything. Their re- their rebuttal was argumentative and it was combative, saying, this is what I did, you guys didn't do your job. This is what I did, you guys didn't do your job, versus this is the answer to this question okay. now that I think about it. So I'm just I curious. I just legit put, and Nikita, can you attest? I like took a breath. I was like, can you read this? Mm-hmm. Am I being... Because I have been known to be, right. <laughs> since I'm a speaker, I get very heated yep. and I can go down a rabbit hole and like add all those negative connotations. It's a fair point. You tried to keep it factual, matter of fact, right, right. non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. This is what you guys said and this is what I This is saying. what I provided. Gotcha. You guys wanted this. I provided it. 
it was just very matter so, of fact. So it it, it was like said, it was like this is actually what I what happened. This there, is actually there what was happened. clarification there gotcha. that okay. apparently, but it wasn't even what happened. It was this is what I provided right, 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 in right. the very first place. Got it. Got like, it, got it doesn't got even it. make any sense because I literally like had you asked me, and this is where it feels like that driver's test where I failed the like. You know, parallel parking, parking, and I didn't even know parking. You know, we didn't even do that. It's like draping was not asked. It was not in there, and I got dinged for it. I got dinged for PPEs that I didn't even like. I didn't think to include my gloves and my finger cuts. I've had those forever. Here's the crazy thing: even when you sent the rebuttal, they didn't get the rebuttal. They didn't get any communication. Oh, they didn't look at it. They in based on the scope, they didn't look at my rebuttal. But the reason they didn't get anything, and I, I don't, I don't know all the communications you had with the CMTO, but. You tried to respond to many of their what you felt were threats, like, "Hey, you didn't send us this. You only this is the second warning. This is the third warning. If you don't respond, we're terminating you by this date." Like, okay. and and the the crazy thing is, you've you responded to whatever they asked for. You sent them a bunch of emails, mm-hmm. but they weren't getting them. So they were coming back to you and saying, "Hey, we didn't receive that." You know, this is your second warning. Are we this saying like emails warning. are bouncing back or is it just not so, being delivered? Oh, we haven't right. got to that point. So I just okay. I was reminding we, you of that. Oh, it's in there. It's it, in there's a deeper point. issue that happened here. Okay. Like you even tried to respond. You you sent them the rebuttal, but they never right. got it. Okay. And there's a deeper issue no, that happened. No, they got that. They got that, but it okay. was before that. He, okay. He, right. He remembers, but it's a different order. So yeah. there was something that happened even before all that. Like there was, there was no way to communicate with the college because they were not even getting your emails. And uh, the reason for that was because everything was ending up in spam uh, from a personal email of yours. So, it's not even a personal email. It's the same email that they've used. That I have not changed that email in 24 effing years. Why all of a sudden they're not getting emails from me is beyond me. But I literally, this is like in point so number some, four. So at some point, did it come out that the communication was actually there and they've been missing it? Or so no? legit, legit. I This is crazy. In my my SCURP, mm-hmm. it said that I was non-compliant in, rep- in replying, which okay. is why I was submitted to the quality assurance pl- panel in the right. beginning. So they had they had reasons beyond this peer assessment to to refer me to the quality assurance plant panel. So in my previous communication, I just want to make sure I got this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they also assessed this was this was noted in this SCURP. Okay. So it's important right. that my strive requirements were not replied to, and that my assessment in the first place before the assessment happened, my appointment requests were not replied to. And I, there was also a problem they had with my website and that I didn't reply to those requests. So that's part of why I got referred to the panel. So for okay. all those people who are freaking out that it was just the peer assessment. No, there's more to it. Okay. This, this is like previous communication, right? right? And so I emailed all that, but it happened with the, with the peer assessment appointment when they finally got all my emails. I actually emailed. I emailed again. I emailed again. So I replied three times. Time. So mm-hmm. if you're an RMT who's lazy, do not take this on. I literally replied three times. Then I sent a screenshot of it, emailed that, and then right. I called the CMTO. And because of COVID, everything's closed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I called five different departments before I got anyone to respond to me to okay. check my email. And apparently it was being blocked by the CMTO, which is such bullshit, but whatever. So yeah, your confused look, my confused feeling. So seriously, Amanda, like it was nuts. I was like, are you kidding me? I've used the same email to reply to you for 24 years and all of a sudden I'm not in this system. Oh, and then the reply was even better. It was literally um, no apology, no nothing. It was just like, oh, it was in my spam folder. I didn't think to check there. Not my monkeys, not my circus, not my circus, not my monkeys. Are you kidding me? But 
they were they were threatening me. You should have seen the escalation that went. They were threatening you, me. You do have legal representation now, right? Yep. Is your legal representation a firm that deals with regulatory colleges? So this is the largest firm in Toronto. They deal with everything. Okay, okay. So they have a department that deals with that. Deals with regulatory colleges. Yes. That's always the next thing that I go to with anyone that has to deal with the college. I'm like, get a lawyer, but don't don't go down the street and, and find, uh, you know, Saul Goodman, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just right? call Saul. <laughs> Better call Saul. Go find someone, go find a firm that this is what they do. They deal with regulatory bodies. They deal with healthcare regulatory bodies and discipline hearings and complaints and all that kind of shit. You don't want some fly-by-night lawyer that doesn't understand healthcare law and they've got to do all this homework when this when this group of people they already are yeah like this list is absolutely insane but anyways back to the scurp so like date of birth was missing address was missing not a chance record of consent was missing not a chance i wouldn't i don't i signature initials of identification of the massage therapist was missing are you insane? Treatments noted, lack of required information okay. such as time of treatment, length of treatment, proper amount of charge and techniques used. I'm like, listen, I have a separate form for that. And I also included that. This was all included in the original okay. thing. So what other anyway. what, what was the other scripts that so was the record keeping? What was the other So record keeping, um, standards of regulation workshop. So those are the two ones that I had to pay for courses there. And then also And right, they give you just so just so everyone listening, they give you an end date for this. They say yeah, yeah, yeah. they say yeah. it has to be done by this day right and but if they the segregate way, it they segregate it and if you don't do this shit by this time then they ding you on misconduct because i've already sat into a discipline hearing for someone who is mandated to take a record keeping workshop she didn't take the workshop on time her claim was because she was having major computer issues that she couldn't sign up for the course so she got dinged and what she got dinged with a suspension Whoa. And she had to pay, I think, $3,000 for the whole investigation. You know what? But this, anyway. this, like, f- all of this just, like, freaks me out a little bit. You know when you guys came in here and we had Modern Family playing on the big screen? Yeah, yeah, it's so dysfunctional. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever watched Modern Family? Yes. Yeah. You know the Phil Dunphy character? I am Phil Dunphy in female version. I am very naive sometimes. I feel like, well, if you've done everything right, how could something like this happen? And then I hear these stories and I'm like, this is so fucked up. So for example, now all I'm thinking about is um, that, but Uh also I forgot to update my liability insurance on my profile. Like I I renewed it on time, but I forgot to update it. And I guess they didn't used to have to happen. So I guess they had sent an email reminding me and I don't know if I missed it or it went to my spam, but I I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But all I know- let let it be said that if, if that your was stand. your defense, you would be fine. So I got another email, you know, the scary email that says like notice of, you know, intent Suspension. to suspend your yep. license. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. So I open it and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to update on my profile. No big deal. I logged in like that very second when I got it. I updated it. They also requested a copy of the certificate. I'm like, no problem. I forwarded the certificate. But now I'm listening to you guys. And I'm like, they never responded to Did the certificate. Did they get it? I also I have say, recommend just for everyone listening. Go that to your profile and look to see if it's changed. Do you so know I did. how I, many I, people I have in. said this? I have been waiting. I haven't had a response. What was your timeline? What was your timeline? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Make sure you send any document with please confirm 
receipt of this. Yeah, because now you're making me think. So I did because of stories like this, I logged back into my profile three days after I updated it just to actually see that it's there. And it's there. But did they receive the certificate I emailed? Because that was one of the requirements. Nobody responded. So now I'm thinking like, fuck, I should like email them or call someone or if it's changed on your on your profile, it's then, changed. then don't worry about it. But the two requirements were both change it and send us a copy, I guess, because I was late in don't fixing it, it on my profile. Don't worry about it. But this is like undue anxiety and stress. Especially because we are we're, we're pretty fucking outspoken people in this room. So we have and no most problem. people are not. Most people are fucking. And this not is what I'm exactly. saying. People were scared to come. Go ahead. Right. And this is why a lot of people in in that post were scared or posted and then deleted. Or deleted. Um, because the why are they feeling that vibe? What is causing them to feel that way? There's a deeper issue going on with how the CMTO is operating or or whatever it is, but there's a pattern. It's not like well, one or two people. Well, let's just talk about like where you're from. The average let's person just talk that is about not where outspoken feels like like they're they're going to be threatened or they're going to they're in trouble like why do they feel they why do they feel that way why it's do you say why, why why am i well, getting in trouble honestly, <laughs> I, 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 that's 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 we say that all the time you grown up don't get in trouble but I'm anyway like there's a there's a whole bunch of people that feel like that i i understand it 100% and i feel like it's just a massive fear of the authority that can dictate whether you can work or not work whether that's warranted or not i don't know right and i don't think so to the most part but most most rmts that i run into they're just fucking fearful of the college but it's not really warranted all the time there's a few things that I absolutely need to update and that's the process of the peer right. assessment and that's what I expected in my other ones. But with me, what I'm saying here is there's a whole bunch of people that are fearful and they're only fearful because they don't understand where they sit, what they're capable of doing legally, what their rights are, what the CMTO's but rights are. they have are, no time. What the, they're what stressed. The, but, they don't even want to look into this it. Is, this is they're like, of, I'm not, I'm not. But a, this is, this is, yeah. part, this, but that's part of the deal. That's why you're fearful. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you just went and did some homework, go look at the bylaws for the college. College. Go look at their policies. Go look at their position statements. Go look at the massage therapy. But even if you then you'll do, have a, but I understand it's non-punitive. But then, but then it's you, but then you at least supportive. at least you know where you stand <laughs> and what you can and cannot do. You know what is supposed to be happening here. You know how the college is supposed to operate. You know when they're not operating the way they're supposed to. You know your role in the whole thing, and you know when you're not operating Honestly, when you're supposed all to. All that's bullshit. The only reason why I'm speaking up about it is because I'm this close to quitting anyways. Honest to God, I would not have made the post. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I would not have made the post. I would not be speaking to you right now and not be using my name if I wasn't this close to quitting anyways. Hmm. Because I still have that fear. Of, and I'm not afraid of much. Like, I'm a freaking black belt, for God's sake. Okay. I you will still walk down fear. any alleyway say, by myself without keys between my fingers. You still have the fear. I'm saying the college still had the fear. So if I was depending on massage therapy as my primary source of income, I don't care what the CMTO thinks or does. As long as I'm in compliance, I'm good. But I would never make a post about it. I would never talk to you about it. Mm, I had the same fear, and I am a badass. There's a few things that I even said to, to Nikita here. I said, do you know what? I totally didn't I don't have that. Like right, I can't. Right, right. I can't remember what they were. But so I some totally of it is some of it, some of it is I totally agree that I probably need a refresher on the standards right. um, for a couple of areas, and that's totally fine. But ninety percent of this, and that's the way it should be. Okay, we should be able to go through the process as it was, 
as it was mm-hmm. and say, you know what? You're missing this. You need to upgrade this, but it's not a punitive process. Right. It's not this fear mongering. We're going to revoke your license and you won't be able to practice or feed your kids because that's what and most you have of the to people go take all of these courses by the college. that's the second we'll get it actually we're going to save that for the last but here's the rest of the skirt the big thing and i was actually going to say while you were talking nikita about where you're from and and why you live here i feel like the college is running like right. your old country you're you're alluding to a mafia <laughs> that an organized mafia here but no um anyway that's that's a that's a rabbit hole yeah, it feels like the mafia it feels like they've got their little thumb pressed down on my practice and if i don't do everything that they say and exactly the way they say it by the exact dates and the completion de- dates and decision dates that they gave me in this skirt that i'm fucked for life and honestly your mom having to walk around as a businesswoman with bodyguards because of the mafia is why you're living here Right. And it feels like I need some freaking bodyguards around me. I need some lawyers. I need some this. I have some of that. I need to speak. Like, I don't feel like the average massage therapist is able to take that on. I had people telling me, I have a baby. I am a single mother. I am messaging you because I am scared to death to say anything on your post. But this is what happened to me. And please speak up for us. Please keep going. Please actually get the word out there because I am scared. I have goosebumps. I, I had another girl who told me she was in bed. She took two weeks off of her massage therapy practice cried in bed she's like i am a strong person i am do not suffer from depression it does not run in my family i was losing my mind i had complete lack of confidence in myself and my ability to perform as a massage therapist because of this college scurp that is not supportive or helpful and it is punitive it doesn't it help is punitive and it feels like a mafia to me it doesn't help that we are in covid times so right. people are already stressed people are already trying to figure out how they're going to manage their finances totally agree how they're gonna pay the rent pay the bills afford food pay for their children like if they're a single mother and you know the the point is people already had financial pressure before covid did not help and then the cmto dropping this in the middle Time of all this and money and with with stress. deadlines with courses you have to pay for with um just it, it's just really bad timing and it just doesn't just doesn't feel right and, and basically that making doesn't. a seasoned therapist feel like sh- i mean karen doesn't doesn't feel like I she's did. doing anything wrong. I did, though. Well, you did. That's and why I made are, the post. I was like, am I losing it? Well, and there like, are people, as I Mark really? said, who would just be, you know, curled up, or as you just said, curled up in their bed, crying, Seriously. thinking like, how fucking bad? And she's probably a great therapist. She's And awesome. she maybe, you know, forgot a few things, didn't, you know, cross a few T's, dot a few I's. But isn't that the point of the peer assessment is to keep you sharp and make sure you know, like, don't forget to do this. And if you are dinged on your assessment because you missed some pieces right. and you submit the rebuttal saying, I have adapted this, I fixed this, I've done. Well, the, the, the rebuttal should have covered it. Honestly. Right. The assessment then did its job. Well, there's, there's a whole bunch of things here. It's because of the strive. It's because of what they feel was miscommunication and then on the cherry on top is is the peer assessment i didn't finish my skirt okay so let's just finish this so real quick there's like five this is something i heard from a lot of the other people too 500 minimum words on this 300 minimum words on that a thousand minimum words on that so so this one i got i have to write reflection papers on all these topics but the one that killed me was this submit your equipment and record cleaning log Never was I ever asked for an equipment or record keeping log. Submit your health history form. Are you stupid? I had 10 health history forms that I effing submitted to you. Why do I have to submit a health history form when 
there was 10 that I submitted to you. And then submit your photos of your PPE, like complete within 14 days of decision letter by February 19th. But blah, you already blah, blah. did that. So I if you already again, did that. And I did again. it in the rebuttal. So it literally says here, consent assessment treatment for sensitive areas form. But it's not enough that I need to do that. I need to write a 500 word reflection paper that's at least two pages on, on that. I'm like, but you never even asked for it. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I have to write a reflection paper on a form that you're demanding that I have, that I don't have, that I actually do have, that you didn't even ask me if I had? For what reason? It's asinine. I am so disgusted. Maybe everything that I learned way back when, even though I have a ridiculous amount of upgraded courses, um, is changed and they want to make sure that, you know, maybe their therapists after 20 years are still compliant. Because fair enough, I okay. could be yeah. way behind the eight ball. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough? All right. Are we ready to get to the main issue? Oh, the, I'm ready. the, the education piece? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the I, I, we went around the points a little bit differently, but yeah. so here's the last point. And this is the part that my old peer assessor on the post said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I quote, Anyone considered that it's a conflict of interest that the CMTO provides and charges courses and has a peer assessor that compels the RMT to take the courses. I understand that the college has has courses on record keeping and professionalism and everything else. Which makes sense that yes, they have to. Because if they you're going to mandate people to take the courses, you should yes. at least have them. However, Fine. they should also fully accept other courses that cover the same fucking material. Of course they should. Right? Which they don't. Just like if we are recommending anything to our clients, we have to give them alternatives and other options, right? right? You can't. Exactly. It's otherwise conflict of interest. That's how I actually got in touch with one of the law firms that I refer people to all the time because she called me up this lawyer and says, hey, I've noticed here you have a record keeping course. I have a bunch of clients that are RMTs that are mandated to seek record keeping courses. Can you send me more information about your course? Because that way she can see if 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 her clients can take this course to meet the requirements and the college said nope it's got to be our course Whoa. and then I've, I've had people take my course and take the college in other words they were being really proactive in this they took a course as soon as they figured out like i think my i think i'm gonna get dinged for records on something i'm gonna be really proactive and go find a course and take yeah. a course that way i can show like hey i i recognize like i didn't do things really well Same thing in our professionalism course we've had people exactly. take it proactively and then they've taken the college courses and i've been told by almost every single person that's in that scenario your course, sir, is way more thorough than the college course. I learned more in your course than I did in the college course, but your course is not accepted because I tried to submit it and they said, no, it has to be our course. Well, that's a little bit unethical, wouldn't you agree, guys? What do I know? I host a podcast. If you're going to say you have to take a course and there's another course provider that's providing the same content or possibly superior content, then that should be fully accepted. Yeah. That should be fully accepted, especially if you you can prove that this is the content and it's match for match. The same way, if I take a, an exercise phys course at U of T and I want to be exempt from it at York, they say, give us the content of the course. And if it matches, then we'll honor the marks you got. I mean, it's great for their own business, right? So I understand so, why they have that. So here's. But when you have an issue like what was discussed today, see, now I, I'm. I, then it starts to feel a little almost intentional. I'm with you a certain part. Like they have to have a record keeping course because again, they mandate people to do so and then the governing body and, and that's part of the standards and everything else. They have to. But for them not to accept other providers' courses, at least check out other providers' courses once someone's already taken it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's where I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. 
This does not make sense to me. Who cares where you get the material or the information from if at the end of the day, it's for you, the therapist, to make you, quote unquote, a better therapist? Who the fuck cares where you get the information from, provided you can prove to them that you got the information? Which, again, is supposed to be the point of the quality assurance program, right? Making sure that the therapists are doing what they're supposed to be doing and the ones that need improvement are getting improvement. And aside from that, the feeling that 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 makes for the members like most of the members were messaging me saying things like um the assessment was great but i felt like during covid let i mean let's just talk about covid for a half a sec right that they were not supporting their members so they were like okay so the cmto did us a huge favor and split our fees into two payments and then if you didn't pay you'd be punished if you changed your status to inactive um you would have to do remediation and you would be punished if you decide to come back so they're not supporting really at all that's like a false statement. Um, and I'm suspecting that there's quite a few people since COVID have gone off and found another job, mm-hmm. not massage therapy. Okay. And so if that's the case and they're losing money, it feels from the members, this is not me, from the members that this is a cash grab. They're looking for getting more fees from their actual members and they're pri- trying to provide a secondary source of income for the CMTO because their members aren't. And this relief program that every other company has put into place for their members or their students or whatever the insurance companies you know if you're not driving well we're going to decrease your insurance the mortgage companies well you you're you're still living there but guess what we're going to pause your your mortgage payments for a while um the hydro companies are reducing things your credit cards are allowing you to skip payments but guess what our college is doing they are fucking you up the ass by making you take extra courses and paying more to keep your registration in which you don't have clients that's the reaction i was hearing from the people on the streets. They're dazed, they're confused, they're bullied, they've shaken their confidence, they're stressed, they're absolutely over the top stressed as it is. And it's kind of like, in my mind, it's kind of like the mortgages. If you don't know about this, I'll explain in a sec. But it's kind of like the mortgage mortgage companies loan sharking. And what I mean by that is you're not allowed to charge more than 28 point or 29.9% interest or whatever it is on credit cards or it's considered loan sharking. The bank, every single mortgage that you have is front end loaded with interest. So it's actually like 95% interest on your first payment and then it goes down from there. It's actual loan sharking. So to me, it's kind of like the bank, you know, loan sharking you. It's leaving you dazed and confused and deceived. That is exactly my perception. I get it. I don't know if I agree with all of that, but I understand where that where that logic and that mindset and those words come from. I totally can empathize with that. I don't necessarily agree with it. The members are saying, where's the support? Oh, no, I understand. Where's the support during COVID? Instead of pausing the assessments, not making the virtual, or even just checking up on COVID procedures, they're just making things harder, making things more stressful, making more mandates, and then throwing a skirt at you with a whole bunch of other payments. It just feels like... On the opposite of support. I don't necessarily agree with you on the, on the fees thing and pausing the fees and all the rest of it, but that's that's a whole other podcast. But I do agree on things like, well, maybe peer assessments should have paused. Maybe there's no reason to, to continue with peer assessments at this moment, especially when we're very mindful that a lot of RMTs, forget RMTs, the, we're in a global pandemic, right? That there's a lot of people that aren't, aren't working. There's a lot of people that are just trying to fucking scr- scratch by. There's a lot of people uh, that have a whole bunch of psychological stuff going on. Maybe we don't have to peer assess And right also, now. we are working. So the virtual thing 
is actually kind of fucking hilarious to begin with. I can touch somebody, but you can't come in and we can't sit six feet apart. And act, uh, even if we're masked, we can't six, sit six feet apart and have a discussion a good and point. do this assessment well, in person. It's a but point. I can touch a bunch of strangers yeah. all day. You know what, though? I also feel like that's a test run to see if we can start to move all this stuff virtually all the time now. Well, it's failing. Right. But anyway, <laughs> so like, like, so in terms of the fees and stuff, I, I don't agree with you on that. But I'm not but saying. I, but I feel like well, there could that, have been. That was general- not from Karen. That was I'm from saying this is from, from all the from, people that message well, me. Like, I'm not saying, like, I am fine paying my fees regardless of the fact. Nikita was saying on the way here, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, y- y- we're going to cut your ability to earn in half and then we're going to charge you double. Because that's kind of what's happening to the RMTs, right? Their, their ability to earn has gone down, i.e., we have to put more time in between clients to to make sure everything's ripe down and, and protected. And we have all these requirements, all these extra expenses with sheets and extra blankets and taking out carpet and putting in like all this other stuff that we have to do. But we are going to pay our fees and then we're going to have to take extra courses based on your negligence, not mine your negligence, not mine, and all the stress that goes along with it. Like every single person that I've talked to has said, this feels very punitive. It feels like an exam. What did the one girl say? She's like, it felt like an exam that I didn't know was an exam. I totally get it. And I feel like the CMTO could be more supportive in things like, okay, global pandemic, guess what, guys? We're pausing peer assessments. Like, this is not a necessity right now. Unless there's somewhere in 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 the legislation that states that they have to do X amount of peer assessments per year, which I which I'm more than certain there isn't. I mean, they might have their own college mandate on how many assessments they do per year and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which I'm more than certain that exists, by the way. Or even if they were going to do the assessments and they have to be virtual, as Karen said at the beginning, if their their intent was to standardize it a little bit more, fine. You know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But in doing that, you've created this very punitive, scary fucking interrogation that nobody feels supported and based on the multiple responses that Karen got from her posts it seems like everybody has felt the same way that this is not positive can I ask you a question have you have you taken this to the RMTAO Mm. do you plan on taking it to the RMTAO you know like honestly my first intent was to do nothing it was to to take my hits take my beats and send in every stupid thing that they asked for which I have done right so far uh, by the way and then just let it lie as when Harry met Sally, she says, let it lie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not my fight. I do not care. I'm a speaker. I want to move on to helping people brand. I want to move on to helping people with our extreme crazy health concerns that I do. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to like nutrition training and supplements and all this other stuff that I do. And I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I no longer want to be a massage therapist. So gotcha. I'm going to quit anyways. So what the hell do I care? I'm out. You know, yeah. like I'm this far to quitting anyways. Well, let's just make it the date of my next requirement. Mm. Let's just I'm at, I'm I'm tapping out. I got lots of UFC fighter friends. Like I'm tapping out. I'm out. Mm. But when I decided to make that post, my dad actually asked me. <laughs> my dad's my dad's awesome. He's like, "What were you hoping to achieve in posting this?" And I had to sit back and think about that. And I was like, "Well, <sighs> I've always been a sucker for fighting for the little guys." And I know that I am not in the wrong here. I know that I deserve maybe two of these 15 things that I must do for the CMTO to maintain my license right now. 
And I'm okay with being assessed and I'm okay with not knowing that it didn't go well. Right. And I'm okay with, even though I'm a 96% student, I'm an honor roll, I'm always like valedictorian, like mm-hmm, everything, mm-hmm. I'm always speaking up, right? I'm okay with the fact that I thought it went well and it didn't. I'm right. okay with that. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If I'm you, wrong, you, I'm wrong. And you'll accept that. And there's yep. two things in here out of the 15 that right. I absolutely say, I absolutely should do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is a waste of my time and yours. However, I know that me after 24 years, if this is what I got, if I'm going to go out of this profession, I'm going to go out with a bang. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this disgusts me. It's absolutely gross. When all these people, when I posted, I said, what was I hoping to achieve, dad? I was hoping to achieve validation that I wasn't crazy. Am I losing it at this point in my career? Like, have I lost my touch? I don't think so. Am I delusional? I don't think so. So I posted it to see if I was really losing touch with reality. You know, like COVID has done a lot of weird things. I've been holed up in my house for a while. I'm like, how crazy am I at the moment? What's my crazy-o-meter? You know, that crazy hot scale. I don't know where that's at right now. Rubber wallpaper up Right? Like, do, do I need some sort of glue? to get me down from this, you know, sniff some other (laughs) stuff. So I literally was like, what was I hoping to achieve? I was hoping to achieve, am I not crazy status? Right. Am I the only person who's thinking this? Am I the only person this has happened to? Because if it has, I'll take my licks. Mm. You know, I'll I'll lay down, I'll take my licks. That's it. That's fine. I got whipped when I was a kid. That was normal back then. And I'll just take my licks, Yeah, that was just parenting. That was it. So I'll take my licks. But... Honestly, as as these people, like it was true. There was seven, like this one girl's like, I'm so confused. There were seven comments here a second ago. Where'd they all go? I was like, whoa, I've opened Pandora, Pandora's box here. Like something, it's people commented and now they're afraid. They took it back. They're like freaked out. So then I started taking screenshots. I was like, I got to reach out to these people. Like what the hell is going on here? Like I got to know the real story. And I will always fight for the underdog. So I don't care. Call, my mom called me a bleeding heart my whole life. And that's probably how I got into the profession in the first place. And it's probably why I became a speaker so I could get my message out to more people. And so I could help more people because I realized that I could speak. And that's not a normal thing for most people. So once I realized that I could, you know, speak in front of Tony Robbins crowd and I could leave his crowd mesmerized for 45 minutes and I was serving his community for 45 minutes at a 3000 person event, I was like, I have to speak up <laughs> for more things. And I didn't know I could do that until five years ago. So I guess when I saw it and I saw what people are like, I'm, I just saw your post. Oh, my God. This and that happened to me. Oh, my God. This and that's happened to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, this is terrible. What am I hoping to achieve now by being on your podcast? I'm hoping that the CMTO will wake up that they're going to kill their membership. I hope that the RMTs will believe that they are empowered. A lot of people ask me, what am I going to do? I'm going to appeal it. I'm going to make a rebuttal with the evidence, which I already did, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to show them the stats. I'm going to ask them also, what are your stats for how many assessments you've done and how many remedial courses have been been, uh, mandatorily that's opening up another Pandora's box, isn't it? <laughs> how many assessments have you done and how many courses have been issued that need to mandatorily be? What's your income stream on this? 
disclose this to my lawyer. You have a right to know those stats. I don't. I don't buy into the 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 chasing profit. I I don't buy into that at all. Once you see their financials, you might. Yeah, you know, but I also I also know <laughs> I also know the population of RMTs that come and take a record keeping course, and they should take a record keeping course because the records are shit and they don't know anything about record keeping. So I mean, I I think that I think that there are certain deficiencies in a lot of people's practices that get identified during things like a peer assessment. I think he's just taking the conspiracy theory out of it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a conspiracy, but when you just kind of put everything together, it's, it's a like, business. I, mean, I get it. It yeah. has to run. I'm just saying that their their members are probably falling in numbers and they're like, "Okay, what are we going to do about this?" And it's just it is a it is unethical. It is a conflict of interest. So if I go to the college right now and I say, "Okay, I submit that my record keeping files are not up to date, which is bullshit, by the way. But okay. I submit, I'm going to take your Con Ed course. Yep. What is your course called? Uh, record keeping for manual therapists. Sweet. All right. So I'm going to sign up for this course through Con Ed Institute. Mm -hmm. Mark. Mark. Yeah. Mark <laughs> is going to teach me record keeping. Um, this because so the dates, right? I have to register. Yep. And then I have to have proof of enrollment. So right. I provide that, mm -hmm. and then I have to do the completion, and then I have to do proof of completion. Mm -hmm. So. If I submit that, mm -hmm. you're telling me that they will... They will probably tell you that that... It's insufficient. That is insufficient. They will probably? Have you had this happen before? I've had I've had people take my course first, and then were told that not acceptable, then they had to take the college course. Wow. Yep. Here's the thing. What... What my peer, old peer assessor said on her post mm -hmm. was, has anyone considered that this is unethical and they're they're assessing us for being, for not having professional conduct. It's a complete conflict of interest. And the only thing that yeah. would make it not a conflict of interest is to accept other people's shit. Like that's what would make, that's what would level out the playing field on something like that. So on, on the final note of the college, this is the one big thing that I will be hitting up with the lawyers is that, you know what, I don't want to take their record keeping course or their standards of regulation workshop. Maybe the standards would be appropriate and maybe it is still a conflict, but maybe that would be appropriate seeing as they set the standards. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But everything else, like record keeping, you could take that anywhere. And I know there's other courses. Other people reach out to me. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. And I don't know what the, all the other options are, but they all they all seem to be 225 per course and up. The part that kills me the most, to be honest with you, is the communication that you've had with the college and your attempt to communicate with them and their inability to receive this communication but accepting zero responsibility for it. And they're using part of that to ding you on whatever they're dinging you on. Is that you're not communicating with us in a timely manner about these things that we're sending you information on. And meantime, it's landing in their spam folder and they're not taking responsibility well, for that. They're I'm still saying. blaming you for that. That is fucked up to me that's not your problem at the end of the day and you're getting dinged for that and that's where i'm like this is when it's fucking wrong yeah. this is when it's fucking wrong because your whole thing with the quality assurance program is well beyond as you know is well beyond the peer assessment right if when the college feels that there's no communication when they reach out to you and you don't communicate back they consider that professional misconduct and that's a big part of what this is. I, I'm, I'm dying to find out how this whole thing uh, fucking unfolds. What would make this whole peer assessment thing better?
Because we can rant on it and rag on it all we want, but if we don't propose solutions, no, then there I, has to I be solutions. I don't feel like we're, it was worth it. Um, I, I do think that, you know, since the intent and the goal of the peer assessment is to be supportive and is to make sure that um, therapists are getting what they need. And, you know, some some therapists do need some upgrading. That's Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. But the process, for one, shouldn't feel this intimidating. It shouldn't feel like it's an interrogation and mm-hmm. it never used to. So that problem is new and that needs to be fixed where you don't feel like somebody is trying to find holes in your practice, mm-hmm. it should be more of a discussion again. Mm-hmm. And I understand they have to document things, but how come when they're sitting in front of me, they can easily do that and we can still have a discussion. Mm-hmm. So there's, it should go a little bit back to the old system where it's more of a discussion right. and it feels more supportive and it just feels like two colleagues talking and like, let me learn about your practice and let me see some stuff. And and in this case, I mean, I don't know about other cases if they've been like this, mm-hmm. but if there are areas where the peer assessor um, identifies in the report that you are not not meeting the standards, mm-hmm. then the rebuttal, if you have addressed everything, um, one, they should at least acknowledge that the rebuttal was sent mm-hmm. and that should that should clarify most things unless there are real needs to take courses. And as we said, the whole ethical dilemma here of the only courses you can take are by the college. Mm-hmm. If you are improving your practice and you're taking, like if they're good enough for the, the Strive program, right. then it should be good enough for anything. If you are taking courses and improving your practice, then you are showing that you've you've taken this seriously and you're trying to improve and show us that you've done it. It shouldn't have to be, you have to pay us $225 and take our course. I also feel like your peer assessor should be able to give you feedback I right agree. then and there. I agree. Right? There's no reason why I, don't be I ask you later. questions about stuff as the peer assessor and you're answering them and they're incomplete. Yes, I'll chart down what you said, but then I'm also going to discuss with you right here and now why this is not the most complete answer in the there, world. There has been a few people that have reached out that said, oh my God, I missed this and this. I wonder what else they're going to say. But the peer assessor did give them feedback. This Mine did not. Point. It's, it's not consistent. It's not consistent. It's yeah. not consistent. If this is the way the peer assessment is going to run and no one is getting feedback, then no one gets feedback. If some people get feedback, then everybody gets feedback. It, that's, yeah. it needs to be consistent. But I also want to just kind of, as we're wrapping this up, just throw into the mix, like fucking audit yourself, self-evaluate. Don't automatically jump up and start pointing fingers, like right. really make sure that you're not in the fucking wrong and before I did you say- go. There's a couple things I need to fix on there. So so fair enough. Like, you know, there's always room for improvement, but I don't think that this was improvement based. I think this was like straight up ridiculous lack Mm. of looking at what I sent them. There's absolutely no reason why 90% of that should be on the list. Thanks for coming, though. This was good. Thanks for letting it fly. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I had fun. I, Thanks for inviting me. I think this stuff needs to be heard. I think people's experiences need to be heard. And, and and don't be scared of this shit. I mean, I understand why you are if you are. But for the most part, you know. It's hump day. Just do more of that. Yeah, do what you got to do. <laughs> Thanks for coming. It's been fun. It was a blast. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.